You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Welcome once again to Feast at Home here in the district of Makati. We continue our deep dive in the gospel according to Matthew, where we try to understand where Matthew was coming from, where the writer and what the writer intended for us to understand, what they, what message they were conveying. And uh, this is very important because as we deep dive into the into God's word, we will know not just about the word per se, but about the culture and about what and how they do things, how they did things during that time. All right. And we're still in our talk series, Side A, Side B. And today I'm bringing you talk number 14, which is about marriage and celibacy. Marriage and celibacy, two interesting topics that we will talk about. But in the meantime, I want you to join me in this favorite prayer, our favorite prayer here at the feast. Um, let us declare God's abundance over your life and my life in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Together, let's pray. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim, say this with me, that I am God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, have your way in us today. Father, I pray that when you meet us where we are, please make us understand and make us feel uh, and, and, and allow us, Lord God, to enjoy your embrace. Even while we talk about your word, even while we meditate on your word, we pray that you just warm us with your love today and remind us, O oh Lord God, that we are loved more than we can ever understand or imagine. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Again, welcome to the Feast Makati District feast at home. Our one big message today is wherever you are, serve there. This is, uh, this is um, uh, a, a deviation or this is a different version than uh, an expression that we've always heard before. Wherever you are, be there. But today we're going to put a service component and our one big message is wherever you are, serve there. Okay? Um, it is important for us to be be right where we are and wherever we are, we should be there at the moment. And you know what? Sometimes, me, even myself included, our problem is that we go to one place, but our mind, our thinking, our consciousness is somewhere else. So we go to this place, but our mind is over there. And when we go there, our mind is over there. Huh? Does it sound familiar? Does it happen to you? But but the message is wherever you are, be there. 
Many of us are trapped in different, two different prisons. The prison of the past. We can't let go of the past. We're caught in there. We cannot do. We're chained to the past that we cannot appreciate the future. But some of us are also Im Im imprisoned in the prison of the future where we get so scared and so anxious about the future that we cannot look at the past and learn from the lessons that have happened. Learn from the lessons that we've learned that we're supposed to learn in past experiences. So two prisons, the prison of the past and prison of the future. Um, in, in other words, we can also call it a prison of regret. Us regretting about the things that we could have done. done. It, it's a we shoulda, coulda, woulda done. And the prison of the future. What if? What if? What if? We're, you know what, guys? We're either meditating on our past failures or our future worries. We're scared of the past because we've been stung and we've been hurt by our failures in the past that we cannot move on. And at the same time, we cannot move forward because we're afraid and we're worried about what's going to happen. Isn't it, isn't it familiar? We've all been there. And so today I remind you wherever you are, be there. Now, I'll push it further. I will not just say be there wherever you are. Don't just be there. But I, I want you to serve there. Wherever you are, be there and serve there. Brothers and sisters, service is the way of love. And if we're going to walk in the path, along the path of love, it is a necessary thing to do to serve necessary thing to do for us to serve other people to give of ourselves because this is what God wants us to do and if we are to imitate Christ we have to start living a life of service whether it's big service or small service you know what brothers and sisters if you're looking for genuine joy if you're looking for that something missing, maybe some of you feel that you're, you're, you're missing something. You, you kind of feel empty or a part of you is not complete. And let, let me tell you that could it be that that missing component is the joy that you get when you serve? The joy that you get when you give of yourself. The joy that you get when you start loving. Your joy will remain shallow unless you live a selfless life. So the exhortation for today is, wherever you are, be there. And wherever you are, don't just be there, serve there. Are you a cook? Serve while you're being a cook. Are you an accountant? Serve while you're counting numbers. Are you a doctor? Serve while you're treating people, treating patients. Um, I, I believe God wants you to serve also in your present state. You don't just serve where you are or bloom where you're planted, but you also serve where you are. And whatever state you're in, are you devastated because your husband left you? There's an opportunity for you to serve while you're in pain. You can be a wounded healer. Did you just, are you mourning the, the loss of a loved one? I know it's painful and I know it's, it's you know, it, it, it feels like the world has crumbled on you. But you have an opportunity to serve and God calls you to serve there in your little way. Maybe not in a big way, but in the little things. 
What can you do for the people that you love? What can you do for the people around you? God wants you to serve in your present state. Maybe your life is a mess. <laughs> Maybe your life is a mess right now. Maybe you, 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 you're buried in debt right now. That's messy. Maybe you, your relationship is not at all good. Maybe you're in conflict with people that you love. Maybe you're having a hard time in the office connecting and, and, and uh, you're ha having a hard time getting along with your boss. Whatever mess you're in, brothers and sisters, I encourage you to serve there because that is the way of love. God wants us to serve whatever situation we are in. Whatever situation we're in. And, and, and when we do that, I, I want you to know and understand that many times the door out of depression, the door out of our current state when we're, when we feel like everything is crumbling down, the door out of the rut or the pit that we're in, sometimes the way out is a way of service. When we start thinking about other people, when we start putting other people's welfare before ours, when we think about others, rather than ourselves, when we're able to soar above ourselves and serve, soar above ourselves and see how we can help, that is where God wants you to be. Wherever you are, be there. Wherever you are, serve there. I told you earlier that we're going to talk about marriage and celibacy. We're going to read scripture now. We're going to read Matthew 19 verse 3 to six. And uh, this is about uh, marriage, divorce, etc. Now, when we read this, I want you to read it and read between the lines. Okay? Read the literal words and try to determine where the conversation is being brought, where Jesus is bringing the conversation. Okay? Let's read. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him, Jesus. With the question, should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? Okay, they were trying to trap Jesus. And I think that's what the Pharisees are doing. And, and it's a natural, I mean, it's a human, it's human nature for us to try to trap someone that we cannot control or we cannot figure out. And the Pharisees were trying to outsmart Jesus. The Pharisees were trying to put Jesus in a corner where, where he will be, uh, useless or he, where he won't be able to do anything, but, uh, uh, maybe, maybe succumb to wherever they're trapping him or what they, where they want him to be. Okay. So, um, they were saying, um, what do you say? Because what they're trying to do is they've, they've heard Jesus before. And uh, many times Jesus, it seems like Jesus was, um, um, well, how do you call this? Jesus was, uh, contradicting the law of Moses. And during their time, the Mosaic law is the law. And, uh, and in fact, Moses, Moses said something about divorce. And uh, they were asking Jesus, what do you think? Can, can men just divorce their wives just for any reason? And this is what Jesus said. Haven't you read the scriptures? They record that from the beginning. God made them male and female. <laughs> okay. So Jesus was saying, haven't you read? Haven't you? What are you saying? And he said, um, 
This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Okay? Again, when we read this, we try to not just observe Jesus' thoughts, but we want to observe his thought process. How is he thinking? Was he thinking? Where is he bringing the conversation? How does Jesus think? Again, when we will not just observe his thoughts, but we will observe his thought process so that we will know how Jesus was thinking. Okay? Now, I think Jesus, look, if you noticed, they, they post the question, what do you say? And during that time, um, a lot of things are happening and you know how it is. Um, some say that you, when you read the Bible, it's, it's uh, ideal, but reality doesn't say that. Reality is the world is in a mess. Reality is that um, it's easier said than done. And, and Jesus, if we're going to observe his thought process... Jesus would always go back to the purpose. Would always go back to the purpose. Remember, Scripture says that the Word of God will not return to, it, to, to Him void. When God speaks, the Word of God will not return to Him void. It will accomplish the reason why it was sent in the first place. So talk about purpose. Jesus goes back to the purpose. And uh, we, we, can, we can read. Haven't you heard? Haven't you heard? So in, in the first place, Jesus was bringing them back and trying to show them what the purpose is. Okay, Why? Because purpose clarifies the mess. Even in the midst of a mess, when you think about the purpose, it kind of makes it clearer to you. That's why when you're stopped, when you're stuck, when you're discouraged and you don't want to continue what you're doing, what you've started, remember why you started in the first place. Remember why you started that. Remember your purpose for beginning that project. Why you started to work on that project in the first place. Go back to the purpose. And this was Jesus' plan. And this was the way Jesus thought. If there's a mess, if there's a purpose, uh, if there's a mess here, he goes back to purpose so that it becomes, clar clar uh, it becomes clear. Purpose brings about clarity in the midst of mess. Okay. Now, going back to, to uh, the discussion, are you, are you okay? Can a man divorce his wife or, or, or not just for any reason? Okay. <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'll just drink water, okay? <clears throat> you will you will observe that what Jesus was trying to do was Jesus was bringing the the conversation back to its purpose. When he was asked that, he was in the in the next verses you will see that he was going back to God's original intention. Okay? So what we gather here is that, number one, God created man and woman as two parts of his image. Okay? Uh, God, man, woman, 
and then a third party, which is God. Now, God is a community. Remember that. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's a community. And uh, Jesus was bringing it back to the original purpose. Man was created. Woman was created. And then man shall leave his mother and join the woman. And it's not just a two-party thing. It's a three-party thing. Man, woman, and a covenant with God. Okay? Uh, so based on marriage's purpose, original purpose, okay, divorce was never an option. Okay? So Jesus was saying, okay, it's uh, when we look at the purpose of God, marriage is um, uh, divorce, when it comes to marriage, huh? the original purpose of God, divorce is never an option. Let me tell you a story. My wife and I, we've been married for um, 11 years. And uh, I, I, I think 12, sorry. 12 years. <laughs> okay. My wife and I have been married for 12 years. And uh, do you be would you believe that my wife and I, we've never had a fight? We disagree. We argue. But we've never fought. And we want to keep it that way. They're saying, Ay, nako, you cannot stop. You cannot ano, avoid that. Mangyayari talaga. Nag-aaway talaga. But we don't want to be part of the statistics. And uh, we, my wife and I agreed, even before we became boyfriend and girlfriend, that as long as I need to be heard, she will he listen to me. As long as she needs to be heard, I will listen to her. And it's it's remained that way for the past 12 years. And one of the things that we do not do is that we, we, we do not joke about separation. <laughs> I've heard about a lot of couples say, Ay, They're not really serious, but they joke about it. But my, my, my suggestion, brothers and sisters, for those of you who are married, those of you who are about to get married, and those of you who want to get married, never even mention that. Never even mention that because it may be a joke now, but because you spoke it, because there's power in your words, we don't know. You might get to a point where you will remember that, yes, I've been joking about it and eventually it becomes a choice already. Okay, so never, never even mention that. I tell husbands and wives, don't even joke that. Ay, ikaw, alam mo. <laughs> Yan, alam mo. Para kang tumama ng loto sa akin. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it may be funny. But but I'd rather say, you know what? Para kang tumama ng loto sa'yo. Huh? You, you get what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? Can I get... A, can you type amen in the chat box? Never even mention that. Again, let me remind you. Jesus went there. Jesus said, Jesus in, in so many words said that in the original intention of God, marriage and divorce is never an option. Okay, let's continue reading. Okay. Then why did Moses say in the law? So ito na yung mga Pharisees. They were asking, then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? So, so they were saying, why? Well, why did, why did Moses say that? If God intended it, uh, intended uh, divorce to to not be in the picture, 
Why, why did Moses even say that? So, if therefore, because the Mosaic law is very sacred to them, therefore Moses said it, then, then maybe God is allowing it. Let, let's, in, in, in Deuteronomy, okay, uh, 24 verse 1, it reads, Suppose a man marries a woman, but she does not please him. Having discovered something wrong with her, he writes a document and divorce, hands it to her, and sends her away from his house. It's that easy. It's that easy. If your wife snores, you can divorce her. If your wife smells, you can divorce her. If your wife is too lazy, you can divorce her. If your wife eats too much, you can divorce her. It was that easy. Um, can, can I just tell you that uh, there, there are two schools of thought, okay? Um, one is, uh, the, the one school of thought comes from Rabbi Hillel, where he's saying that, yes, mar uh, divorce is an option. Uh, because it, he, he's very particular about the Mosaic law, because Moses said, uh, yes, they can, okay? Now, the other, the other school of thought is from Rabbi Shammai, um, and, and, and what's, what Shammai is say, Rabbi Shammai is saying was, um, you, you cannot, that's not allowed. Of course, let me tell you now, let me ask you pala, um, who do you think was more popular? Rabbi Hillel or Rabbi Shammai? Okay, so let's continue trying to understand this, okay, because it's important how Jesus answered. Okay, In Matthew 19, let's go back. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. and But it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. That is the only... Um, that is the only condition for you to get a divorce. If, if your wife or if your spouse was unfaithful to you. Okay? So Jesus was saying, Moses permitted the divorce as a concession. In other words, in Tagalog, ay sige, kayo, tigas ng ulo nyo, bahala na kayo kung anong gusto nyo gawin. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? It's a concession to a concession because of their hard hearts, hardened hearts. And and look, look, the Pharisees were pointing this out to Jesus. They were very concerned about strict observance of the law, okay, while Jesus was focused on purpose. Jesus was saying, that's not what God had intended. Moses allowed it as a concession, but let's go back to what God wants. Let's ask ourselves, what does God want? And Jesus brought it there so that they get a glimpse of what is in the heart of God. Because whenever it gets messy, let's go back to the reason why it was, it was written. Okay? Let's, 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 uh, Tell people the reason why it was written. Because listen to this. First principles expose God's heart. And Jesus was saying, okay, so, so Moses said that. But, but, 
This was God's intention. Jesus was showing the, the, the first principles because it exposes God's heart. And God is saying no to divorce. Now, Jesus saw this verse not as a command, but as a concession. Okay. In other words, it's a pastoral solution to a messy situation. Okay. Please listen to me. Okay. I don't want to be accused of fallacy. I don't want to be accused of, uh, of, of starting something. Okay. I'm just saying that Jesus showed it as a pastoral solution to a messy situation. Because here's, here's what I think. Here's what I think. God will meet you where you are. That we all agree on. God will meet you where you are. But can I just say that not everyone is in the same position. Not everyone is in the same place. We all have a different, that we're all in different situations. And it is wonderful that we have a God who meets us where we are. And uh, if it's the way of love, remember, if it's the way of love, I'd rather go, to, um, I'd rather um, follow or go along the way of love. A lot of people can be legalistic about so many things. But again, but again, it's... It's, 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 a, it's a solution. And it, 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 Jesus saw it as a practical solution to a messy situation. Okay? Now, again, don't, don't forget our message. Wherever you are, serve there. Okay? Wherever you are, serve there. Now, you are in a different situation. I am in a different situation. My situation may be may be more complicated than your situation. And, and, and what I think, and then this is what I'm learning, and this is what I'm trying to explain to you, that when it comes to our relationship with God, God deals with us differently. There's no, um, there's no, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. My journey is different from your journey and God is dealing with me differently than you. Okay? I, let, let, let me tell you. Um, I, I've had this question about couples who, 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 who've been separated and, uh, and, but, but they want to serve or in, in, in church. Can they receive communion? Couples who are not married. Can they receive communion? Okay. Now, let me tell you, someone approached me, um, attendees of the feast, the, 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 the husband, the, the, the guy is uh, coming from a broken relationship. I mean, from a, the guy separated from, the, from his wife and then the, the girl is separated from her husband. And along the way, they're trying to, they're trying to um, fix their uh, marriage they're trying to fix their different situations so that they can eventually get married now um, in the process uh, the question is can they take communion now the guy is separated and he's fixing his annulment papers because he wants to set things right because he married too early etc etc and it was not working etc etc and then same with the woman and they they uh, they prayed about their situation, and of course they're se they're separated now. Um, 
because of several reasons and um, they they're now um, trying to fix the situation now can can they receive communion while while they're not yet uh, legally uh, and and then married in, even in church um, before the answer would be a definite no they cannot take communion but but uh, Pope Francis Pope Francis in his in this letter Amoris Laetitia is saying that we if, if they're trying to, to fix their marriage honestly sincerely trying to fix their marriage we cannot judge them and we cannot say that they're they're in the state where they can they, they cannot receive anything because they're actually living in sin you, you get what I'm saying I'm not trying to be controversial here what I'm saying is God will deal with you deal with you in a different way and and uh, sometimes it's always the way of love the twins it's always the way of love the twins and uh, just because just because this applies to one couple, it, it, it may not. I'm not watering down, remember, don't get me wrong, I'm not watering down the, the statutes of the church. What I'm saying is, God is more concerned that we get to heaven. And God will do everything so that we get to heaven. It's written in scripture that he doesn't rejoice at the destruction of his people. And he wills that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And God will do everything. Your situation may be different from your friend's situation. Maybe you're more complicated. But remember, as far as God's mercy is concerned, God will embrace you whatever you've done. Whoever you are. Now, there are, person, there are physical and natural consequences to the th wrong things that we've done. And God will embrace us. But, but many times we need to suffer the consequences. Suffer the consequences. But, but again, as far as God's mercy is concerned, God will embrace everyone. And many times our life's decisions, our wrong decisions, our foolish decisions, they, they, they bring about consequences that, that, that we need to go through. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? God understands your mess. And, and if you go back to the purpose, God will clearly, clearly show you the right path. Let's continue. I want to end here. Let's continue reading from Matthew 19. Jesus' disciples then said to him, this is about the other thing that we're going to talk about. Is, if this is the case, it's, is it better? It is better not to marry. Jesus was saying, um, if this is the case, it is better not to marry. Not everyone can accept this statement. Jesus said, only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs. Some have been made eunuchs by others. And some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. So God is showing us that you can take the married, uh, that, that path. You can go along that path of a married life. And then you can be celibate. You can be single for life, and that's good. And that's good. Jesus was saying, okay, so God intended married, a marriage, okay? God intended marriage and uh, to be holy, sacred, and uh, you are not to divorce. But sometimes, sometimes because of the situation, 
um, that happens and God can also bless you when you when you become when you decide to be single for life um, um, if, if, if that's what God calls you to he will give you the grace to love that okay now it, it's either one or zero if you're married you're faithful to one if 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 uh, you're single for life you're faithful to zero because you don't have a you don't, you don't have a spouse it's that now to tell you honestly reality is very difficult <laughs> it's very difficult to be faithful to one but you know what god's grace allows us to do that okay it may be impossible but calvary happened jesus died on the cross for you and for me and jesus sent his holy spirit so that with his grace and the holy spirit will be able to do the impossible. Suddenly, because of the guidance of the Holy Spirit, because of God's grace, we're able to be, we're able to, 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 to be faithful to one. I love my wife and I'm faithful to her and I'll stay that until the, the, the end of my days. Why? Not because I'm good, not because I'm extraordinary. I'm able to do that because of God's grace. I'm able to do that because of God's mercy. I'm able to do that because the Holy Spirit is with me. Brothers and sisters, some of you may be struggling right now at the moment. I want you to not to stop serving Him. If you're not serving Him right now, I invite you to serve Him in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your struggle. Some of you are having a, heart, a, 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 a relationship problem with your husband or your spouse or your wife. I, I'm asking you to continue serving God. Not as, as, as a therapy, but I want you to continue serving God because God wants us to serve. That is His design for us. That's the way of love. Whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're struggling, whether you're happy, whether you're um, in transition or whether you're settled where you are, God wants you to serve Him. Serve God. Serve God wherever you are. Bloom wherever you are. Enjoy the moment. I think it's in Kung Fu Panda where they say that today is a gift. That's why it's called present. Live in the present, brothers and sisters. Live in the present. Bloom where you are. Serve where you are. Serve in the midst of struggle. Because that will bring you peace. That will bring you joy because that is the way of life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.